Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Lane. Peace and blessings, everyone, and welcome to How Now, the show where we talk about how to live in the now. Again, my name is Kim Martin Raymond, and I'm excited to share this space with you as we talk about how to live in the now. Again, the title of this show is Amen Ashe, How We Give Praise. And I'm excited about the guests that I have here with me today because they are essential to my own personal spiritual journey. And so I'm excited to have them here to talk about how worship looks for us now. In this time of pandemic, we have seen so many churches unable to have people come and congregate, and people have been finding new and innovative ways to conduct their praise and worship services. And some people have really tapped into their spirituality as a result of this pandemic and this time where there, there's a lot of introspection going on. And so, you know, we want to open the platform to be able to talk about spirituality, to talk about religion and what it looks like now and uh, what it's going to look like going forward. <clears throat> and so I have with me two very, very special guests, like I said, and I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves because I believe that it's important that as we connect with ourselves and love on ourselves and, and just really begin to, to have that love affair with ourselves, that no one knows us better than we know ourselves. And so it's always going to be customary that my guests introduce themselves so that that way their perception of themselves and how they want the world to see them get, is what resonates. And so I will start off with my first guest. This is Bishop Diedrich M. Avery, and I'm going to allow him to introduce himself. Bishop? Hello, I am Bishop Diedrich M. Avery. I am the pastor of the Salt and Light Truth Center in Decatur, Georgia. I am also a healer, a coach, and a business consultant to CEOs and business owners. Um, I just love the community, and I'm glad to be on the show. Yes, it's such an honor and a pleasure to have you here. Welcome, welcome again to How Now. And our next guest is Minister Zima Lafire, and we'll go ahead and let her introduce herself. Peace and love. I am Zima Lafire. I am a spiritual minister. I'm also um, a coordinator for the Ascension Gatherings at Salt and Light Truth and Empowerment Center. I am also a master energy practitioner, as well as the founder and director of the Indigo School of Light Institute for the Golden Age. Lovely, lovely. Again, welcome Bishop Avery and Zima to the show. And uh just a lot's been going on. <laughs> a lot has been going on prior to the pandemic. Uh, I know with um, the Salt and Light Truth Center. And um, I'm just going to allow Bishop Avery to talk a little bit about what's been going on uh, there first. Um, 
Well, we are certainly a progressive uh, ministry. We are non-traditional, non-denominational, none, a lot of things. Uh, certainly, uh, before the pandemic uh, came forth, we were planning a lot of progressive activities to try to embrace the community as well as, uh, you know, introduce our congregants and the community at large to a fresher perspective of spirituality. And uh, that's how uh, Minister Zema and I uh, formulated our energies to create a, a place where the non-religious but spiritual could come and have an experience as well. Wow, I see, and that's something that's that's innovative. That's something that I don't think that we see too much of because I know we have so many traditional uh, worship services, and you know, I know when people see the term non-denominational, you know, they they try to put that in a box as well. And mm -hmm. so I'm sure there's there, there's a little bit of of a misconception as to, to what that is, and to you know, or, or that seems to be the catch-all for those who mm -hmm. don't want to be identified with Baptists or sure. don't want to be in, identified with, with um, other Protestant religions. So, you know, it's, it's interesting that, that you came up with that concept. What, what was the, the push to go in that direction? Well, the push to go in that direction is for me to reconcile with my own soul as a leader. Um, I was in the traditional system of Christianity for many years, but I was in an internal struggle and a battle because I knew better. And I knew um, a lot of things. I, you know, have a very uh, decorated past in studies, and um, I'm an initiate of the Kuan Yin uh, Society. I'm also I uh, studied Islam for about 20 years or so. I've been in every spiritual house you can think of, and I've sat under some very prolific teachers of spirituality. And being at a place where I have the op opportunity to control the narrative, I had to create an environment that was even uh, nurturing or speaking to the intentions of my soul, uh, just to break away from the traditional settings and knowing what a lot of the traditional teachings and the dogmatism has done to our people. Um, instead of abandoning it, I decided to stay in it to help people come out of it. Awesome. Awesome. And, that, and that's wonderful because, you know, when, when you're called into ministry, you know, we're called in for a purpose mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I, uh, it's important for us to be obedient to that call. And mm -hmm. so it's wonderful that you've, you know, soul searched and, and thought it best to follow and be obedient to what you were being called to do. So that's very admirable, mm -hmm. you know, and that's mm -hmm. something that I'm sure is exciting for you to actually see unfolding, to actually see it manifest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's been manifesting over time. How do you think that your parishioners are, are viewing these changes and these things that they're seeing happening? Um, I think those that have been committed to the process uh, are, are benefiting from it. Those who were already dealing with commitment issues, it didn't matter if we did it or not, they were still going to be what 
what they are <laughs> and committed. <laughs> right, right. And then it started to look different. And then the pandemic hit, right? Right. Gave everybody an excuse not to come now. Wow. Wow. So, so you saw a shift there too in, in the pandemic. And, and, you know, I think that quite a few churches have seen that. And that's where a lot of the innovation has come in. We've seen a lot of churches where they're doing services, you know, with big screens outside of they're doing a lot of conference calls or they're doing a lot of Zooms. And, and um, I think that, that we've seen some changes there. That, like you said, attendance has been different. In some, in some instances, they've seen some upticks because people are able to worship in the comforts of their home. But then we've mm -hmm. seen some, like you said, that have, have, you know, taken a break or have broken away from, from the church because of the fact that they don't feel the obligation to be there because they don't have to physically be in there. And what are mm -hmm. your thoughts about that? Well, you know, I always say uh, don't use the pandemic uh, to get out of your commitments and obligations. People are using the pandemic for their conveniences. They can use it as justification for not attending this or going here, but they're at Walmart, they're at Kroger's, they're at Sam's, you know, they're all over the place. But when it comes to, uh, you know, being in a spiritual center, uh, a lot of times, you know, because uh, we have so many people who are controlled by the, uh, the external influences that are trying to, to, to keep people separated and those things. And sometimes it's kind of frustrating as when you know certain truths, uh, you still have to be uh, humble and sensitive to the conditions and mindsets of the people you're trying to serve and not have a standoff but people will receive proper information that they can make the best decision. So yeah. certainly it has impacted the church. Uh, the traditional settings are, are really in crisis now uh, because people don't have to come. You know, they don't have to, and people associate, if I don't come, I don't have to give me the money or yeah. those kind of things. I don't have to support financially. And, and, and it's really a lot of uh, dynamics that's a whole nother show uh, on mindset, the traditional curriculum. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that's it as well because you have some people who are in the mindset of, okay, I'm, I'm home now uh, and and now I can, you know, have some introspective time and, 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 uh, and I can do some soul searching, but it's important to have that connection as you said, it's important to, to be able to have that platform or, or, that, or that space for, for people to ask the questions. And, and there has to be that willingness to do that. There has to be that draw. And so uh, how have your services been looking as of late, as a result of this pandemic? I know that we had a sheltering at play, in place at one point where we could not congregate at all. Is that still the instance with your church? No, uh, we started back in uh, July of, of this year, 2020, and we have had a alternate service format. Uh, every other Sunday we come together, uh, giving those who want to come back and fellowship an opportunity to do that. And for those uh, who are still a little more sketchy or concerned about uh, the COVID situation, 
we still have the phone line that we use. I think that uh, there may be the mechanism or modality that we kind of look at for going forward. Mm -hmm. uh, every organization, whether it's spiritual or sectarian, they would have to find new ways, more innovative ways to, to do things. Uh, but then at the same time, we have to realize that this probably won't be disappearing anytime soon. Right. Uh, because even once we get the so-called vaccine, <laughs> those things, I, and, you know, that's a whole other show as well. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, people will feel a little, <laughs> a little more comfortable in their minds that things are okay, but there will still be a phobia from this point on. Um, our generations, uh, particularly the who are who are adults now from the millennials on up we will always have a phobic uh type of uh, aftermath and, and people won't necessarily trust crowds or trust being around other people uh, even after inoculation yeah yeah so you said that you know and, and you know we talk about how we talk about how we're going to navigate and that's going to be important because just like you said this pandemic is not uh going to end there's not going to be a switch that's going to switch over as soon as 2021 starts and it's just not going to be we're just going to start all over again everything is is going to be quote unquote back to normal there there's no such thing and so yeah it's going to be important for us to be able to connect and to to worship and to praise in in, in innovative ways and that's where we get into where uh you had an opportunity to meet Zima. And so I want to give Zima an opportunity to talk a little bit about her experience prior to just a little prior to the pandemic and, and what's been your take on things uh, right now. Hmm. Well, um, for me, I, I'm always busy. So <laughs> that didn't change. Mm -hmm. The thing that's kind of interesting is I, I actually became more busy um, during the pandemic um, and saw a huge increase in my clientele. And um, if I had to sum it up, I would say it's because um, for the first time, maybe in most adults' lives right now, this is the first time they were able to find some free time Right. to do some self-care. And so um, me also being someone who um, facilitates different types of healing retreats, it was very interesting because the amount of attendees started to actually triple. Right. And all of a sudden I was on the road. <laughs> and it was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy, you know, where we may have had small groups or 10 or 12, we now have upwards of 30, and then we have a wait list because we can't take everybody who's trying to sign up. And so now it, it, it just blew up. And um, basically conversating with everyone, it really came down to the fact that these were people that always wanted to do self-care. They always wanted to go to a retreat. They always wanted to spend more time in nature. You know, we'd be up in the Georgia mountains, Blue Ridge mountains, things like that. And because of their work, you know, because of their normal everyday family life, they finally, you know, had some free time. And people, I've actually seen people show up more for themselves at this time. So it's, it's a little bit of a silver lining in there. Mm -hmm. 
to be honest, it really is. You know, it, a lot of people is able to take themselves back, if you will, um, during this time and be able to do more inner work. Okay, so you think it's more of a fact that, you know, like you said, self-care. A lot of people have had an opportunity, like you said, to be home, to, to, to uh, you know, do a little bit more of introspection, to, to take a little bit more time for themselves. But do you think it was just that self-care aspect or was some of it that spiritual aspect? Or do you think it's a combination of both? Well, I think it's a combination of both because um, if you, it's a domino effect, right? Because it's like if everybody's home, chances are you got somebody who can keep your kids so you can go do some self-care stuff. I mean, it's it's all a domino effect. You know, it, it it's the, the, um, the lack of time and, and effort and freedom, you know, to be able to do certain things. So I think it's a, it's a balancing act, you know, um, in the first place. So um, in the midst of everybody kind of trying to scramble and um, find some type of normalcy, which this is our new normal, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's never going to be completely the same as it was before. Um, because like Pastor um, Avery said, you know, um, people now have some fear about, you know, being in groups and, you know, showing up in crowds and things like that. So there's going to be, um, a reinstatement period, if you will, that's going to have to happen once we start to plateau, you know, with, with COVID and, you know, the numbers can start going down. You know, we really haven't had a, a decrease in numbers. It's just that, our media outlets haven't been talking about it as much anymore. It's almost like everybody's getting bored and kind of want to move on and get over it, but the numbers are still spiking. So it's kind of crazy. Like you have to go out of your way to be informed now. The news aren't really throwing it in our face as much as they used to, but the reality is that it's still here and this is our new normal for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting because I think I've also seen a lot of people, you know, are, are starting to, look into crystals and candles and and spiritual baths and shadow work there's been an uptick in that as well a, a lot of a lot of people are are, are now you know wanting and, and and seeking alternative ways to to praise because there's a there's a fear and they aren't kind of clear on you know how to deal with that you know so they're they're meditating more and we're seeing a lot of that and and what has been your take on that i mean it it makes it makes perfect sense to me because you know what i'm what i'm saying is now you have all this free time let's 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 break it down in even smaller terms like the reality is this when the when the pandemic um, hit and they introduced the um, pandemic. Um, what was it? Where everybody got like six hundred dollars a week if you were doing unemployment. Mm-hmm. The average person. I'm gonna I'm I'm tell you how a lot of people just came up. <laughs> right. A lot of people wasn't making six hundred dollars a week. Right. They were making maybe between three and four on average. So here it is. You're going through struggle. 
you trying to manifest a certain kind of lifestyle and because you work in two jobs, you got your kids, you don't have any free time. Now you've been given an opportunity to be able to focus on some other things that you've been meaning to do, but didn't have the time to do. And here you got this extra $600 a week, which is more than what you were making. So now not only is that more than what you were making, but you also don't have to put the same amount of energy into being able to take care of your household needs. And now there's also extra funds, right. um, maybe an extra 150 to $200 that you now have in your pocket every week. So what that does is that allowed a lot of people to be able to get their own personal business up and running and be able to study and focus and not have to worry about the, 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 the rat race of paying bills for 29 weeks. Okay. Right. So you got seven, eight months of time to do you and not have to worry about clocking in on somebody's job. Listen, if you got that deal and you didn't do something special with that during this time, you missed, you really missed a, a very beautiful um, door that is, was for a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, they say, oh my gosh, I've never been in this position before and I'm going to take advantage of this 100%. And so who's doing retreats? I'm going, you know, and people haven't really allowed that fear. And out of all the hundreds of people that I um, started doing these retreats back in June, um, up until now, and we, we've worked with hundreds of people. And it's very interesting because one of my clients today, we were talking about how not one single person came up sick with COVID of all of these gatherings that we've been doing, not a single one. Wow. And I think that says a lot. And it's deep to me because when we look at like, um, I don't know, Trump rally gatherings or whatever, a lot of people seem to come up, come away with, with being sick and having COVID in these rallies, wherever there's like a, a, a group of negative energy, uh -huh. seems like people walk away sick. Right. But when people are kind of grouping together more on spiritual healing um, terms, it seems to be a little different. So I mean, I'm not saying, I'm just, I'm just saying vibration is what it is, you know, and I, for myself, can clearly see the difference in vibration when people are coming together for self-care and healing as opposed to people grouping together to um, continue to feed rhetoric into the world. Yeah. So like you said, you did, and that's a wonderful segue because you talked about, about, um, you know, healing and, 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 and coming into those types of spaces and you both have created a space for people to be able to come in and and really focus in on on themselves and on you know taking their their spirituality and and their 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 worship and their praise to another level so um you know bishop tell me a little bit more about that that combined service that you have that what you and zima have have uh put together Okay, I want some of those deep questions too that you gave Zima. Now you put yeah. me in the church. <laughs> um, uh, it it certainly is a starter kit to uh, higher levels of exposure to spirituality. Uh, when you get into the spiritual, you have to understand that this is a new uh, paradigm that's we're we're being transitioned into. Mm -hmm. uh, we're leaving the Piscean age and uh, another. 40 years or so will be in the in the Aquarian age. And these are many of the transitions that are going forth. And 
we're leaving the believing a model to the knowing model. Mm -hmm. And the spiritual aspect is when you know, the faith aspect is when you believe. And and knowing that and being ahead of the curve, uh, I probably won't even be here <laughs> doing the doing the, the actual change of the of the age, but we are certainly uh, the forerunners who are uh, pushing people towards understanding the power of knowing and the power of uh, the inner work that's that's uh, necessary. And what Zim and I have come up with is just kind of a, um, a sample. Uh, you can't get it all in that one service, but we kind of create a very unique environment for those who are tired of the dogmatism of the church or the church uh, aspect, and they want uh, something that will support uh, the, the universal aspect. Uh, that's where the Kemet committed uh, spirituality and, and, and all those other things that kind of come in place that we give people more of a universal feel that, you know, get exposed to the concept of meditation, uh, people get exposed to the, uh, the European or African traditions of, of honoring the ancestors and bringing us back to what made us powerful as melanated people. And uh, not necessarily trying to Afrocentricitize it, if I can make that word up, mm -hmm. but to 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 point to what all of that symbolized, which is that universal oneness uh, with the Creator. And uh, so we're, you know, she's done an excellent job in bringing in uh, fantastic speakers, and it's really fulfilled my vision in that regard. And uh, we're trying to, you know, just kind of incorporate some uh, African customs or traditions that had a symbolic power that uh, can help us have a really uh, reformation in, in bringing that sense of community back. Yes, so it's, it's really trying to uh, create a platform for people to, to come in and, and engage and, and gain knowledge. And that's something that I think is important even when we talk about going through any type of crisis in our lives where, where, where it starts off with that fear, then we get to that space of, of learning and, and gathering information and, and you know, being able to retain some of those things that are going to help us to eliminate some of that fear. And then finally going into that space of growth where we can- well, well, so you have to understand that this, this pandemic season is, is impacting different communities differently. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody's not impacted the same way. Uh, the church culture is impacted differently because they are embedded with fear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the, the steeple of the, the church is fear. So everything they do is the devil going to get you or, or, or they're scared of this or God is going to strike you right. down. <laughs> and, it, and it's so those kind of mentalities, the church is really freaked out. Whereas other people who have been centered or, or uh, just kind of wanting to kind of pursue that natural, uh, organic relationship with the creator, they have a whole different experience. They even see the pandemic differently. Uh, they, they see it from where, the way you're supposed to see it. But, but then too, when you talk about the crystals and the spiritual thing, um, sometimes things have to be fed fed it before it becomes 
a real mechanism of modality. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of people who are just, it's just real popular right. to get into the crystals. It's real popular to burn your sage. It's real popular it, as if these things have just happened. Right. And, and like we were right. just presented with these next. No, this has been here forever. Our, our, our ancestors were already using these modalities and what has to happen is we have to have more of a controlled environment so that people can learn how to properly use these things. They're going to the uh, Yeye's Botanicals and mm-hmm. all the different places. And it's like a, wow, it's a Walmart of, <laughs> of spiritual right. things and, and to get the candles and all this stuff. And, you know, you mess around and mess with the wrong stuff. You call something in, you don't need to deal with. Right. You know, so we have to be taught how to handle spirituality. We have to be taught how to do these things correctly so that we can have a flow in the spirit, just like our ancestors did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. That's some that's powerful. And this is this is exactly what we need to see in our culture and in society, you know, moving forward just trying to figure out where those safe spaces are. And so, you know, with that being said, I want to talk now about personally how you all are living in the now. That's something that I ask all of my guests uh, at the end, you know, towards the end of the show. When I ask you about how are you living in the now? What, what are you doing as a means of coping through some of the things that are, are, you know, have been happening or, you know, some of the uncertainty that we're seeing, what are some nuggets or some things that, that you can share with our listeners? And we can start with you, Bishop. Who are you asking the question? You can start oh, with you, Bishop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, for me, um, I, I use this time, uh, particularly during the quarantine, the shutdown, it allowed me to get more centered and to get more into my studies, reviewing uh, my, my study material, going back and review things to kind of get re-surged and revived. Uh, and being that I live alone, uh, it was a sanctuary for me. Uh, being that I had peace, I had no other forces to contend with, no other energies to compete with. I was able to focus and really get into uh, my growth and development. At the same time, I was also a candidate and initiated in the, uh, the Men Heal Thyself uh, Rites of Passage program at the same time of the pandemic. So I was also learning and, and being reviewed and was exposed to concepts uh, through the Queen of Fool program to uh, how to set my altar upright and, and the things I need to have, how to make my kitchen a, a sacred kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, my meditation, my affirmation, uh, my spiritual baths, uh, just everything that helped me become more potent spiritually and, and be prepared to lead people in understanding to get through this period of time. So. Uh, certainly, it gave me an opportunity to rearm and get my weapons and everything together so I could be stronger and more potent. Yes, and, and as a spiritual leader, you know, that's something that's important. You said something very profound because you said that, you know, you live alone and that your space became a sanctuary. 
And for so many yes. people who live alone or, you know, it's been like a prison for them. And yes. so, so, you know, to, to be able to get to a space where you're seeing it as a sanctuary, where you're seeing it as a place where you can plant seeds and continue to grow, that's so important and vital for people to know and to, to change see, that it, mindset. And as you said, it, it, it's about creating an environment that's conducive to growth and development. It's just like a plant or anything else. It needs the right environment. Yeah. So many people are trying to make spiritual transformation with the wrong environment. Yeah. You have alkaline intentions, but your environment is acidic. And we have to be in a position where if we can make whatever that sacred space, some people just a closet, some people it's just their bathroom, right. wherever you could go to create that sanctuary that will give you a place of refuge. In my bathroom, I have a, a thing I got from Family Dollar. It says, my refuge. Yeah. I said, boy, you better go, Family Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> but it reminds me of the intent to create that type of environment. And when you do it, and it's really within the maturity aspect of it. Because, you know, most most men, if they have their own place, it's a bachelor pad. You right. know, you know they, they use it for the wrong thing. But when you're growing and you're maturing and you're ascending, you know that you use it for your sanctuary and that those who come into your home, you have to go through a vetting process that they are going to contribute to the peace of your environment. Mm -hmm. That's fabulous. That's wonderful. And like I said, that's something that I think it's important for us to do is to create that space, to create that that atmosphere that you're talking about to to be able to develop and to grow and to also keep those connections to spaces where you can ask the questions that you need to ask because yeah. there are going to be things that are going to come up that people are not clear about and they're going to need that direction and i think that's what you know you provide in the in the uh you know salt and light truth center uh you know for those who are here in the atlanta area but before we get to that, I want to ask Zima, you know, how are you living in the now? What are some things that you're doing as a result? Well, the first thing is um, staying present. Yeah. Because with everything going on, it's very easy to want to skip into the future and bypass all, all this. I made the joke um, with some friends about how it kind of seems like they were ready to kind of skip over Halloween and skip over Thanksgiving and get right to Christmas, end of the new year. Let's get into 2021 because everybody kind of <laughs> wants to forget 2020. Right. Um, especially if it's been a lot of hardships for you. Mm -hmm. um, so staying present, um, you know, staying positive, you know, um, doing my daily affirmations, you know, um, just staying prayerful, staying in my mind, mindfulness. Um, also, one of the things that I did, too, was um, and still do is um, taking advantage of opportunities to also stay present. Like, for instance, um, um, back in March, when everything kind of first kicked off, I, um, I did Ramadan mm -hmm. so that I can begin to work on me and really, you know, stay centered. OK, you know, I'm still we're quarantined. This is a good time to fast and cleanse, you know, mm -hmm. and. Um, get more into my, my spiritual self. So going back to what you guys were saying about the safe space, you know, um, one of the things about spiritual awareness is if you can create a safe space within yourself, anywhere you go, 
you are mm-hmm. safe, right? Mm-hmm. So when we begin to work on feeling safe from within, then we know we're always safe without, you know, because vibrationally um, you feel safer and that energy actually transforms any type of unsafeness that's around you, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. I also um, did, um, I'm a big fan of Deepak Chopra. He had a 21-day abundance. Yes. And Kim, I think I invited you into that. And yes. I did that right towards yes. the end of Ramadan and invited some other people in. And you were one of those people. And, you know, that really was amazing coming off of Ramadan. And then from that point on, just making sure to stay um, in, in, in my awareness um, and staying focused on being present, spending time in nature, um, not, not getting cabin fever is important, okay? And so just spending time in nature, um, walking around, being next to water. I've been to the beach a handful of times since the pandemic has started. So just being in nature, being around water, getting fresh air, you know, walking, um, all of those kind of things are so, so important, um, especially if you've been in your house so much, you know, even the little things, going in your backyard or even sitting on your porch, if that's all you have, you know, do that, you know. And I think if you start there, and, you know, doing a little something every day. I always tell you, but do a little something every day towards bettering yourself and your situation, whether that's reading for five minutes, writing a paragraph in your journal, um, creating some affirmations or finding some online that you can print off. Um, YouTube has an amazing assortment of motivational videos that I love, you know, motivational videos for men and women in the morning, for when you're trying to get through a rough time, when you feel like you just don't have anywhere to turn. There's so many motivational videos that I highly recommend that people listen to, put your headphones on. Sometimes you need to be able to hear that I am wonderful. I am great. I am beautiful. I can do whatever it is that, you know, is on my heart and and being consistent in that, you know, until, um, as Pastor said, where you can go from a place of believing to knowing that you are those things and um, staying in that space of positivity because positivity will get you through so much. Would you say you get more with honey than you do vinegar, right? right. And that's even yeah. with yourself and your experiences. You know, give yourself that honey and that sweetness, you know, that you expect from everybody else. You know, the more we learn to love and nurture ourselves and give ourselves the things that we expect out of everyone else, we can begin to be the best versions of ourselves. That's it. We get to a space of healing. That is wonderful. Okay, so as it, at this time, I want to give you an opportunity to let people know how they can get in contact with you. Uh, those who um, are in the Atlanta area, if they would like to uh, come and visit you, uh, Bishop Avery, uh, can you give us a little information about how they can contact you and how they can come and worship with you? We're at... Uh, Salt Lake Truth Center, 2622 Snap Finger Road, Decatur, Georgia, 30034. Our website is sltcempowermentzone.com, sltcempowermentzone.com, and you will find all the other information that you need to contact us. That's it. And that's it. And, and for those who are out of town, they can also uh, check the website and they will find out how they can join via phone. <laughs> yes, yes. 
So we want them to have an opportunity to come and, and experience uh, the salt and light uh, experience. It's just, it's a wonderful place of, of growth and, and, and just knowledge and, and just such a beautiful, uh, just a beautiful space, period, energetically and also. We definitely want people to check that out. And Zima, how can they get in contact with you and uh, some of the things that you are, you have going on? Um, yes, I can definitely be reached through social media, um, Facebook, Zima Love Fire, Z-E-M-A-L-O-V-E-F-I-R-E. Same thing on Instagram. Um, you can also um, see what I'm doing with the school as well um, at www.theindigoschooloflight.com. Um, if you're interested in any holistic products or, you know, booking a session or if you're yourself interested in being a part of the Ascension um, gatherings that we do um, over at the Salt and Light Truth and Empowerment Center. So, yeah, I'm, I'm easy to find. I'm very easy to find. <laughs> if you need to call me, what's that? 470-242-1659. So, um, yeah, so that's how you can reach me. Awesome. Well, I'd like to thank you both so much for being with us today and giving us, you know, an opportunity to, to start the conversation that's necessary for us to figure out how we're, we're to navigate in the now and moving forward. And that's something that's so very important to our existence, so important to how we're going to navigate moving forward. So again, I'd like to thank you all for being with me. And uh, we hope that you all will join us for our next episode of How Now. And until then, we wish you peace and blessings.